November is the last month on the church calendar in the liturgical year because next month we start the year anew with Advent. But during this last month of the liturgical year, we ponder the last things. And in fact, this is the subject St. Paul addresses today in his first letter to the Thessalonians, which is probably the earliest Christian writing. Paul and his co-workers had gone to Thessalonica in Greece and had proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Thessalonians came to faith in Christ. Paul and his co-workers moved on to the next city. And now they follow up with this letter in response to a concern from among the Thessalonians. They hear reports and so reply via letter. The Thessalonians are preoccupied. They're preoccupied about those who have fallen asleep. Now this is simply a metaphor to mean those who have died. Similar to how we say someone passed away. St. Paul addresses death. And specifically, he addresses their concern that as they eagerly await the second coming of Jesus, they are convinced, in fact, that he will come in glory in their lifetime while they remain alive on this earth. They are now worried about those who have already died. Will they somehow be deprived of the glory of Jesus when he returns again. And so St. Paul says, we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep because we do not want you to grieve as the rest do without hope. When we consider those who have gone before us, those who have passed away, fallen asleep, we do not have to grieve like the rest because we have hope. Now, yes, plenty of non-Christians have some sort of expectation of what is to come. So too, some non-Christians believe there is nothing to come. This is it. But our hope is grounded in an event. Our hope is grounded in the resurrection of Jesus. He was raised from the dead. The tomb was empty. He appeared to his friends. 
And they announced to the world, Jesus lives, even if that proclamation cost them their life. So convinced were they of that truth. And they know, as we know, that resurrection is not only for Jesus. His resurrection is a promise for us too. That we who know Him will belong to Him forever. We'll be with Him for eternity. Two months ago tomorrow, my beloved grandmother passed away, fell asleep. The worst day of my life so far. And indeed, I grieve. But St. Paul reminds me, I do not have to grieve like the rest. And in fact, when I grieve, in a sense, I am grieving not for grandma, but for myself because of the loss I feel in her physical absence with me now. Because I know that because she knew the Lord, in fact, she was a woman in love with Him, I can stand in the hope that she still belongs to Him and indeed is with Him even as she awaits resurrection on the last day. I do not have to grieve like the rest, even in my grief, because my hope supersedes, surpasses my grief. My hope makes sense of the reality of death, even in my grief. And likewise for us, Death is not the end of the story. Death does not have the final say. On the contrary, Jesus has the last word. And his promise is resurrection. Now, resurrection does not mean that we die and go to heaven. Indeed, when we die, when we fall asleep, when we pass away, our soul will separate from the body. Our body will remain on this earth, decay, decompose, but we live on. Either with the Lord or apart from Him. And in fact, the Lord Himself teaches us today what makes the difference? He speaks of the ten virgins with their lamps ready for the wedding feast. Five are wise, five are foolish. Five are prepared and bring oil for their lamps. And five bring only their lamps without enough oil. And when the door is locked and the foolish ones who had went to buy extra oil because they had none come knocking on the door, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. 
The bridegroom says, I do not know you. Which means the great question that determines our destiny is do we know the Lord? Knowing the Lord is not simply head knowledge. I know that God exists. Even that I know Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. No, this concerns heart knowledge. Do I know Him personally? Do I love the one who loved me first? Who loves me most? Do I imitate Him? Do I obey Him? Do I love what He loves, which is everyone? If we know the Lord, we stand in the hope that we will be with the Lord for eternity. And indeed, the Lord is coming again, as the Thessalonians knew. And when He returns in glory to judge the living and the dead, as we profess in the Creed, He will raise our bodies to be like His in glory. That is resurrection. On the last day, when Jesus comes again, our bodies will be reunited with our souls in a radically new, glorified way. And we will live like the Lord in glory forever. That is our hope. That is resurrection. And when we believe this, this hope overflows even today and changes the way we deal with situations in life. So, for example, when I was a chaplain for a brief time as a seminarian in the hospital, I visited a number of patients went from room to room and sat alongside those who were suffering, many who were nearing the end of their earthly life. And I noticed two patterns. The first was that those who articulated no faith in God, no faith in Christ, were very preoccupied with the past. They were focused on what they were leaving behind. And many times were not at ease because they had the sense they were leaving things undone. And of course, this affected the way they suffered through their condition. There was another pattern. Those who clearly articulated faith in Jesus Christ, while they mentioned the past, were principally focused on the future because they knew they were going somewhere. 
They stood in the hope that they were going to someone. And that too changed the way they suffered. They suffered in hope rather than in worry. And even today, we can live life with hope because we are convinced of the truth of the resurrection that Jesus promises are trustworthy and he promises us that our destiny, that his destiny will be ours. We can live in this hope and see everything in light of that plan, that future to come. Or we can live as though this is it. The Word of God today offers us the hope who is Jesus. Who is the Lord. Who lives and offers us His life. And in fact, we come here to encounter that same risen Lord who fills us with His life as we hear His Word, as we dine on His body and blood, and so go forth from here to announce to everyone that they do not have to grieve like the rest. They can live in hope, the hope of resurrection. And so this day we ask for the grace to receive with open hearts the life Jesus desires to pour into our hearts so we can live in hope, not only for those who have gone before us, but for ourselves too.